Well, this is Parley Pod, the parliamentarian podcast where we talk about parliamentary issues. Parliamentary just means having to do with meetings. So we talk about making meetings faster, more effective, better, and more enjoyable. Uh, I'm Kirby Glad. I'm a professional registered parliamentarian certified by the National Association of Parliamentarians. And as a professional, I've worked with many, many groups of very different types, whether they be political organizations, dog clubs, uh, unions, uh, church groups, to help them improve their meetings and make them better. Today we are going to talk about the motion to adjourn. You know, Robert's Rules is 750 pages, and occasionally even an experienced parliamentarian will make an error about an obscure rule, and uh, that was me. So this came to my mind because of an error I made in a meeting recently, and uh, it caused me to refresh my memory about all the rules about the motion to adjourn. First of all, there are two different kinds of motions to adjourn, qualified and unqualified. Now, example of a qualified motion is, I move that we adjourn at 3 p.m. today. And the unqualified motion is, I move that we adjourn. Now, I move that we adjourn means, I move that we adjourn right now. In other words, we're going to end the meeting and and uh, we're going to vote on it right away. Now, today I'm going to talk only about the unqualified motion to adjourn, which is the motion to adjourn right this minute. Now, this motion is in order at just about all the time. You cannot move to adjourn while someone else has the floor. You cannot just yell out, I move to adjourn. You have to be recognized by the chair. It does require a second, but it can be made even while business is pending. So let's say that you're in the middle of discussing a motion and you have not voted on it yet, someone can make a motion to adjourn. Now, what's the reason for that? Because the body has control over its time. A majority of members who have decided, okay, we're done with this meeting today, I'm full, I can't take it anymore, whatever, they can decide to adjourn the meeting. You cannot force them to stay. Now, the only time that's not really in order is in the middle of a vote. Very, very few things can interrupt a vote. Once a vote begins, if you started balloting or if you've um, called for the all those in favor, say aye, uh, once you have started a vote, then the vote must continue until the results of the vote is announced, that you cannot interrupt that. So you can't use a motion to adjourn as a way of stopping a vote that you're not in favor of. Now, if you do stop the meeting, or uh, yes, if you adjourn the meeting in the middle of something, that just goes to the next meeting. And when you get to unfinished business, you just take that up right where you left off. So adjourning the meeting in the middle of an unpopular motion or a motion you don't like does not kill that motion. It just uh, postpones it to the next meeting. And it's already on the agenda. So the uh, thing about the motion to adjourn, the unqualified uh, motion to adjourn, is a privileged motion. So the only thing that would take precedence over that is the motion to fix the time to which to adjourn. In other words, if we're going to adjourn this meeting, do we want to continue it at a different time? That's the motion to fix the time to which to adjourn. Someone could make that motion and uh, it would be in order. The 
uh, when the motion to adjourn, which is immediate, is a privileged motion. It's not debatable. So you do not continue discussion once that motion has been made. However, it does require a second. And then you move to a vote. Now, there are a few things that are in order while a motion to adjourn is pending or even has been voted on. So, uh, for example, if there are some announcements that the chair needs to make, the chair can make those announcements uh, after the motion to adjourn and before the vote or after the vote, even if the, even if the uh, vote is successful. Uh, the chair can also inform the assembly of business requiring attention before adjournment. So if the uh, motion to adjourn is made and seconded, the chair can say, now, uh, just a reminder that we still have these four agenda items to do. And uh, one of those is to, uh, for example, uh, approve the expenditure for our party. And if we don't approve that expenditure, we won't have the party whatever is necessary. So it is perfectly fine for the chair to inform the body of what are the costs of adjourning right this minute. So we're going to take a short break and maybe there'll be an ad. I don't know. Uh, and then we'll come back and talk more about the motion to adjourn. Hey, I know this is the spot where there's supposed to be an ad and I don't know if they're inserting ads automatically, but here's a short one. So if you don't have a copy of Robert's Rules of Order, let me tell you where to get one very easily. Now, there are two versions of the book. There's Robert's Rules of Order, newly revised. It's 750 pages. That's the book for parliamentarians. That's the one that you should have if you really are serious about the study of parliamentary law and Robert's Rules of Order. Now, if you're just a chair, I don't mean just a chair, but if you are a chair, you can use Robert's Rules of Order in brief. Now, in brief is only 230 pages, and it follows the rule of the 80-20 rule. It contains the 20% of the rules that are used 80% of the time. So that's a great one for chairs to peruse. And uh, if you want to make sure you get the right version of either of those books, go to my website, parliamentarian.com, and click on the link that says Order Books, and you'll see the two books there, The Robert's Rules of Order, uh, Newly Revised, that's the big one, and then the in brief is the one for chairs. If you order them right off of my website, you'll be sure and get the right one. Thanks for listening to this brief advertisement. Oh, welcome back. So we were talking about things that you can do even after the motion to adjourn. Uh, incidental motions such as a parliamentary inquiry or a point of order or request for information are still allowed even after the motion to adjourn has been made. So if uh, you are not sure that it's legal to adjourn, you can post a parliamentary inquiry. If you have some reason to believe the rules are not being file, fire, followed, you can raise a point of order and uh, you can make a, uh, a, question, a request for information, including uh, what will happen if we don't um, address this next agenda item can it be post will it be postponed or what will happen I'll, uh, well that's a parliamentary inquiry but you could say uh, will our will we still be able to function if we don't approve these funds for next time that would be a point a request for information so you can still have have ways of informing the body without debate uh, the the cost of uh, adjournment now the other things that can be done 
during the uh, uh, adjournment, even after the adjournment is voted on, is to give notice. Now, there are several occasions where you have to give notice of a motion, a motion like uh, to uh, rescind or to amend something previously adopted, things like that require notice. And you can give that uh, even after it's been adjourned, uh, before the before the chair says we now are now adjourned, but after it's been voted to adjourn, <clears throat> you can be recognized and say, I'm just giving notice that I'm going to make a motion in the next meeting to bring up uh, a, a, a motion to rescind. That'll go in the minutes. The secretary put that in the minutes, uh, even after the um, the motion to adjourn has been adopted. Now, um, also, it's not necessary to have a motion to adjourn in certain cases. So, for example, if you already have set in your program or your agenda, or you've adopted a motion to adjourn, either separately or as part of programs. So many organizations, uh, which I advise against, will adopt an agenda at the beginning of the meeting. Now, you only have to do that, really, if it's a convention. Then you do have to adopt a program. But in a regular meeting, you don't really have to. And they'll set a time to adjourn. Sometimes that program also includes restrictions on the time for debate or other things, uh, which are could be legitimate reasons for adopting. That's basically adopting special rules of order for the meeting, though it doesn't have to be an agenda. So if you have adopted a time to adjourn, either through a motion, uh, a qualified motion to adjourn, such as I move we adjourn at 3 o'clock, or because you um, ad ad adopted a program by a two-thirds vote, which includes a time to adjourn, when you reach that time, the chair does not need another motion to adjourn. The chair just says, well, it's now 3 o'clock. This is the time we've set to adjourn, and uh, we're adjourned now. And the same rule applies. If you're in the middle of something, then that just carries over to the next meeting under unfinished business. But if you have gone through all the, the items on your plan and you've reached the, the new business part of your meeting and the chair says, is there any new business? Is there any new business? And there's no one to say. Then the chair says, well, hearing no new business, then uh, we are adjourned. Or sometimes the chair may say, uh, if there are no objections, we will adjourn. Because uh, anytime you can do something without objection as a chair, you're always covered later on. Now, the thing that I made the mistake about is that no subsidiary motions can be applied to the motion to uh, adjourn, the, um, the unqualified motion to adjourn, the privileged motion to adjourn. The subsidiary motions are you cannot lay it on the table, you cannot amend it, you cannot... Um, uh, postpone it. You cannot send it to a committee. That would be kind of silly, wouldn't it? If you, if the motion to adjourn, you had to send it to a committee, and you know, then they will uh, meet sometime during the week and then come back and tell you if you should adjourn the meeting. So my mistake was I allowed that motion to adjourn to be laid on the table. And that was the error. You cannot lay a motion to adjourn the table. If you want to postpone the adjournment for some reason, like because you realize, oh, that was dumb. We need to uh, take care of this business or hear from the speaker or answer these questions or whatever it is. Then uh, you just vote against adjournment. Now, one of the things that came up at the same meeting is that someone said, well, it's not appropriate to adjourn the meeting while people have their hands up for a question 
Well, it kind of depends. So uh, a, a point of information is, uh, is something that you could um, take during the motion to adjourn, but it's not, doesn't mean the motion to adjourn is out of order. And only request for information, parliamentary inquiries, point of order, things like that. Uh, you cannot, once the motion has been made to adjourn, uh, the motion is in order, and you can't just then let people continue to discuss or debate or make motions or complain or whatever it is. The whole point of the motion to adjourn is to end the meeting, and the majority has the right to do that at any time. Well, that's all for us today here at Party Pod. Thanks for joining. And remember that you can send your questions. You can either post it on our blog at parliamentarian.com or send your questions by email to Kirby at parliamentarian.com. That's K-I-R-B-Y at parliamentarian.com. We're happy to uh, get suggestions of what to address on future podcasts or answer any questions that you have. And here's hoping that you will have better, faster, more efficient, and more enjoyable meetings. Thanks. Thank you.